This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. This is a headgum podcast. I have to say what I feel. Miami has so much appeal. A great place to get a seafood meal. Miami. Los Angeles, 2016. Welcome to Out on the Lanai, the only Golden Girls podcast you will ever need to listen to. I am H. Allen Scott. And I am Carrie Doherty. And this is a podcast where we watch an episode of the Golden Girls and then we talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. And we're flying solo today because we've listened to you guys and you guys have talked about how you really love when Carrie and I sort of just have it out on an episode, especially that the horrible episode that we watched not long ago. Yeah, I actually I feel like it's best that we didn't have a guest here for yeah. this one. But we didn't realize going into it that like I mean, oftentimes episodes you know, you've seen all the episodes, of course, but you don't remember the details of whether you liked an episode or not, because sometimes you're just watching it as you casually are, and you don't think about the structure of it or anything. It's just a fun sort of candy of Golden Girls, right, you know? Right, right. But then when you really sit down and watch it so that you can talk about it, you realize, oh, this episode's weak. Yeah, sometimes, yeah, I didn't, and you and I both I said that. I didn't realize it was like, that I weak. didn't recall this wasn't a Because there are episode. moments in this episode, well, say what episode it is. Oh, so we just finished watching um, season three, episode 21, Larceny in Old Lace, which aired on February 27th, 1988. Guest and starring iconic actor. Mickey Rooney. Years, I mean, Mickey Rooney, if you guys don't know, Google him, because that's weird that you don't know who he is. He, uh, he and Judy Garland had like a, Basically, this this sort of decade-long control of Hollywood, mm-hmm. essentially. And he only passed away two years ago, Yeah, he I was realized. around, and yeah. there's now this like big debate over his estate and his wife and children, this fight over everything. And I knew Mickey Rooney, My one of my favorite movies growing up as a child was Pete's Dragon. Mm. And Mickey Rooney played the sort of drunk, you know, he played Nora's dad. I only, um, I became first aware of Mickey Rooney because he played like a shop owner or something on home improvement. Get out. That yeah. was like your introduction to Mickey was, Rooney. Well, I was a child, you that's, know. That's funny to me. Uh, I yeah, like that. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, I started watching old movies. And I sure, sure, sure. But no, this episode kind of sucks, you guys. Um, not sucks, because there are moments in it that are iconic moments that I distinctly remember, like, at, like best of moments. There's at least two that are best of moments in this episode. That said, 
there's no structure to this episode. There's no There's no real resolution. There's no on resolution. One there's end. no point. There's no there's no need for it to exist in the first place. Like it doesn't tell us anything about the here's, characters. Here's where I think this episode idea came from. I think because there is a great scene where the three women are sitting around the table and they're talking about what's the most romantic thing anyone's ever done. Great scene. Great scene, and the stories are so real and relatable that I feel like these were stories that like the writers or something were mm. kind of pitching out there and they're sharing their stories. And then they were like, oh, wouldn't it be funny if a man was doing something kind of outrageous to be romantic to one of the women, Mm -hmm. which that to me sort of ties in. But then there's this whole other B story that we talked about that gets resolved very quickly, which is basically just a single joke. The fact that... But they just elongated into two scenes. Yeah, that that Blanche and Dorothy are reading Rose's diary and thinking that she's writing shit about them. Let's get into it. Okay, let's start from the beginning. So, and again, this is one of... One thing, and I think maybe this is what we recall about what we love about this episode, is Dorothy is treating Sophia like she's a teenager. Like, yeah. Dorothy's the mom, Sophia's the teenage reversal. child. It's a Gilmore Girls moment. Yes, and, yeah. and, and we love that about their relationship, their dynamic. It's amazing. Um, so the episode opens with uh, Dorothy, like, Sophia's kind of, uh, you know, she's being a little bit of a smart aleck, like a teenager, and Dorothy's like... It's because you've been hanging out with that Rocco guy, isn't it? Well, no. There was a setup to that that was really great where she's making, Sophia's making something and, and Dorothy, of course, is suspicious because of this man that she's been hanging out with that is causing her to be out late to, to whatever. And uh, he's like, she's like, well, who is that? What are you doing? Who is that for? She's like, no one. He's like, it's for Rocco, isn't it? And I love the way, too, that they... It, it's so great. And she goes, what do you mean? She goes, what do I mean? Rocco, the man that you met in the police lineup? Where yeah. I love the way they get out the exposition. Here's the thing that made me laugh. So, Sophia met him while she was at the police station. And she saw him in a police lineup. But he was there because... He spray painted a dick and balls on yeah. Spuds McKenzie, who was a big dog spokesman. He was like a terrier yeah. in the 80s. Hilarious. Um, and they were saying that the real dog was a female. He was making it anatomically correct. That's the type of thing a 13-year-old boy gets arrested well, for. Not an 85-year-old. Like, what 85-year-old I man? have a feeling that looking at the direction of my life as it stands right now... That's something I probably would do as an old man. You think at the age of 85 you would be spray painting billboards and getting arrested? Like, how did he get up there later? He could barely scale a two-foot wall. We learned in the process of this episode that he is actually more physically adept than than he's making out to be because he's able to rob something and get away really fast. He's able to climb billboards. Like, he's able to do these things but yet have trouble climbing a wall. So, like, let's be real. There's maybe some drugs that he's on that, like, allows him to do these things things whatever they're in this episode Dorothy is like no you don't go out with Rocco she thinks he's bad he's bad news Sophia's all like fuck you bitch I'm gonna do it and there's a great they're they're out on the lanai playing poker plug plug they're out on the lanai playing poker and he wins and he's like all right lady pay up and Sophia stands up she starts unbuttoning her shirt and Dorothy's like what are you doing and she's like we're playing strip poker and it's (laughs) it's so great there's just so many like it's a cute the having I and I also think too in some ways the writers just didn't know how to write a great episode around Mickey Rooney because Mickey Rooney at this point you know, he wasn't huge or anything, but he was Hollywood royalty. And yeah. so, you know, everyone probably knew who he was on Of course they knew who he was on set. And he had just gotten off an Oscar nomination like six years prior to that mm-hmm. for a film. Like, he was icon. And so they wanted to use him in a fun, silly way mm-hmm. and pair him with Sophia, which is a great pairing because, you know, 
they would get into trouble together. Yeah. Um, but it just, there's just, there's just no direction to it. It's kind of aimless. It's pointless. Yeah. I, I also feel like I would have loved to have seen Mickey Rooney in the episode more. Yeah. Like, you've got Mickey Rooney on the show, and he's, it's not like he's doing a, a Burt Reynolds drive-by. Like, yeah. he's on the show. Yeah. Like, give him Multiple more, scenes, you yeah. Know? Um, so we, we established that they're playing strip poker, whatever that moment happens. Like she goes, Dorothy shuts it down yeah. and she goes, and Sophia's like, who do you think you are? Donald Trump? And yeah. like, I want to be like, well, I mean, if we were going to talking about like a type of world that, that the women would currently be living in, um, if this were a Donald Trump universe, um, but it's, <sighs> she was making a casino, a casino reference, a gambling reference. Um, so she, she doesn't like Rocco. Uh, yeah. You know, Sophia came home the other night. She had NyQuil on her breath and his surgical stockings in her pocket. Like, it's... Hilarious. It's hilarious. Um, so then... We go Ro- into the kitchen. We go into the kitchen. It's Blanche. Well, first Rose comes in oh, and yes. says, like, Dorothy, I've noticed that Blanche has been being kind of, you mm. know, rude to me and mm-hmm. short with me. Uh, you know, will you will you let me know if you if you kind of notice anything? And... And Blanche comes into the kitchen, and, and Rose says, like, you know, oh, good morning, Blanche. And she goes, why must you always be so cheery, you empty-headed Mary Poppins knockoff? Which I was like, that's a vi- that's, that's that's a really vicious. good... That, it's vicious. But, that, but it's a good insult. That's a good insult. Yeah. And, then, and then Rose, of course, stands up and goes, like, so let me know if you notice anything, Dorothy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's, yeah, so she leaves, and uh, Dorothy's all like, what's wrong? Why are you angry at Blanche? And then Blanche reads her a line, so she was able to get into Rose's diary. Right. And she says, what's the line that she I have so many questions about this diary thing. So, yeah. I had a diary as a child. It had a lock on it. I still do. Once you still have a diary? Well, it's a journal, because I'm a yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yes, but yeah. No, um, no, journals and diaries do not have gender. I mean, it's, this is a gender-free zone. That's right. <laughs> so, but the thing is, is that, so Blanche has already gotten into the thing and she's read it. Yeah. Usually when you, like, pick a lock on a diary, they're not, you know, they're like little basic locks. Once you pick it, you you kind of got it open. I, I was just so confused with the fact that they kept having to re-break into this diary. Yeah. Um, but she opens the diary. Well, she, they, they, she breaks, she closes it again because Dorothy guilts her. Because Dorothy says, no, this is Rose's private space. You can't do this. Like, no matter what she wonder, says. I also wonder, where did she get it? Like, she was she in Rose's room rifling through her things? Rose being Rose probably left it somewhere. It's lot. There is a lock on it. I guess. I yeah. mean, you know, and, and so Rose, or, or Dorothy guilts Blanche, and Blanche says, you're right, you're right, and she leaves it there on the counter, and Dorothy, or on the table, and Dorothy goes to gets in the fridge, and then all of a sudden she does like a 180 and goes back and tries to open well, the diary. Well, two things I noticed there. One is when B. Arthur walked over to the refrigerator, I noticed she was taller than it, which mm. was amazing. I was like, I've never seen a woman who's taller than her own giant refrigerator. Um, but before... You're the height of my refrigerator. Am I? I think so. Oh, okay. But this yeah. was this is a big refrigerator. This one's like built <laughs> into the wall. Um no, the reason why she's so upset, though, is because she said, Rose has been writing mean things about us. And she, yeah. she, she reads her a sample page, which basically says, I don't know how much longer I can stand living with these two pigs. Yeah. One's keeping me up all night with her squealing. The other one belches in my face. Right off the bat. Oh, yeah. And then she, and like, then, as a... As and then, no. And then Blanche pauses and she says, you do that sometimes, Dorothy. <laughs> but here's, here's the thing. So, spoiler alert, it turns out that she wrote this diary when she was we learned that raising in the next pigs set in a barn. Scenes, yeah. But, I mean, right off the bat, as a viewer, you're like, oh, she's literally talking about pigs. I yeah. just don't understand how these women were reading this diary. There was, there had to have been other context to let 
them know that she's writing about animals. Like, I went down to the barn and I fed the pigs today. She wrote this diary before she even met Dorothy and Blanche. So this entire time, they're just assuming that she's writing about them, but their names are not in this diary. I don't know about you, but when I used to write in my diary, I would not only write the date, but I would write the time that I started the entry, and I would I write the that. time that I finished. I still do that. So the fact that Rose didn't have any dates in there... There had to have been, if you know, they had looked at any other page. I feel like the writers of this episode literally just like had a bunch of post-its on the board and started throwing like darts at it. And, and they just, just were like, like that would be funny. That, exactly. That's there was exactly no, there was no There was no real like. point to it. But, so Dorothy then is caught. Blanche catches Dorothy trying to unlock him. Blanche comes in in a really funny way and says, use the knife. Yeah, I and love <laughs> it. She's, she's sl- as she's slamming it on the table, as if just slamming the book down on the table will cause the lock to pop open. It also causes a lot of noise. And she's coughing to cover it, but it's just like, hua, 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 while she's <laughs> it's really funny. slamming it. So then the it's, next scene, we see Blanche in the living room trying to pick the lock, and it's, it's, she's having, she's having trouble right. picking the lock. But before that happens, oh. this was, this is adorable. We're in the living room, and Sophia and Rocco come in. Yes, okay. Rocco is pushing a shopping cart that has briefcases and a giant moose head in it. And yeah. those are his belongings. Oh, deer. Was it deer? I think it was a moose head. Was oh, it okay? I don't know. Yeah. And now I'm questioning myself. I believe it was a moose head. Okay. Um, I just thought I saw antlers. Like, large antlers. Yeah, Do moose, moose have those? Moose have antlers. Oh, I don't know what I'm I'm, like, I'm going to Google about. a photo of a moose. Because, yeah, moose have antlers. I yes, mean, they do have it. They have giant antlers, of course. Okay. Yes. I believe it was a moose. Yeah. There's an um, old Ellen DeGeneres joke that's really funny. Do you know it? About moose? So, it's from her 80s stand-up bit, just to get off topic for please. a second. Where she says, um... <laughs> It's so funny. I'm just laughing now. She says that she's like, "Have you ever seen a moose at a bar and it has the party hat on it and like you know it's the streamers and this poor moose and people say like when they go hunting and everything that oh well it's a beautiful animal so that's why I put it on the wall and then she says uh I think my mother's beautiful but I don't want to chop her head off and put her on a wall and then she goes into it and she's like and clearly this moose was at the bar having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's really funny. I love it. Anyways, that's really go funny. On. Sorry. Um, so, but but Rocco is basically going to store some of his stuff at their house for mm. a little while. Great, fine. Yeah. Um, Rose comes into the room and the women finally confront her about the things that she's written about them in the diary. Uh, no. Sort of. No, wait. So, no. There's a funny setup to that. So, Rose comes into the room after Sophia and, and Rocco do that whole thing. And um, and then she notices that her diary's on and she's like... Oh, my, what's what's my diary doing out here? With a knife. With a knife next to it and the lock tampered. And then she's like, oh, you read my diary. Oh, she, well, she goes, Rose, whatever you're thinking, it's not true. And she goes, good, so George Bush isn't married to his mother. Which, I mean, if you think about it, Barbara Bush did look considerably older with that white hair than George H.W. Bush. Sure, yeah. And that, that neck thing. Yeah. I mean, she's a millionaire. She can have it fixed. Well, but she could also just embrace the way that she looks and be okay with it. It was the 80s. It was the 80s. So No one embraced the way they were. So the way that the women... (laughs) This is, again, one of these things that kills me because you see it in so many movies where everything could be cleared up with just a simple simple sentence where, you know, and again, I don't understand. It's so... When Rose finally realizes that they read the diary? Right, but what they say is they're like, we read those horrible things you wrote in your diary and I guess she's just so upset that they've read it that she wasn't like, wait a second, what horrible things? Because that's why they're angry. Well, I think in that situation, I probably would have had a similar reaction 
to them. I mean, why do they need to know that? They're being dicks for reading the diary in the first place. Oh, they absolutely are. And I think that's what Rose is reacting to. But again, they don't say those horrible things you wrote about us. Should they just say those horrible things? Yeah. And that's it. And so it's just like, uh, it's it a little, it's, it's weak. It's definitely weak. It's very weak. But I do agree that Rose should be angry. Oh, on abs- principle. Abs- on principle, absolutely. Yeah. I remember, like, I found out my mom read my diary once, my sister read it, and I was so enraged. My like, brother read my diary once, or my journal, excuse, and he was like, you're a good writer. Oh. So. Were you, wait, were you, like, did you take the compliment, or were you angry? No, I really wasn't angry. I didn't share, because I, I was one of those kids that, like, I expected someone to read mm-hmm. my stuff so I was writing it as if I was writing and I still do this to this day which is ridiculous but I write in my journal as if it's like third person story being told so right. I'm telling the story of my life mm-hmm. and I'm not like confi- I never confided in it right. I always sort of just like it was almost like a, a, a day it still is a day sort of keeper of what mm-hmm. my day or week was like yeah. and I'm just going through the process of the week and sort of my feelings on things and it's essentially me telling my life story I, I like that. It's funny that, though, that you do sort of treat it as something that will be read, and so therefore you can't... Oh, when I was a kid, I knew I was going to be huge. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I wanted to prepare my papers for those reasons, <laughs> I, and I still do. When I was a kid, my, my diary entries consisted... It was only one of two things, and yeah. I think I, st- I stopped writing when I was, like, a teenager, but it was either, here's who I have a crush on, and here's the experience or interaction I had with him today, or it would literally be, like... I, I'm 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 camping with my family right now and I'm in the tent and I just watched an episode of Home Improvement and Sister Sister is on next and Waterfalls by TLC is my favorite song right now. And that's I would literally talk about what yeah, I was watching I never did that. while I was sitting in front of the I TV mean, I'm with sure my I diary. I never I, I always like I would always like question like so why would mom do that? Like I would go into like a Interesting. like a thing. Uh, but again, I was doing it as if I was writing for someone else. Like, yeah. I was never writing it for myself. Like, you weren't writing, like, oh, I just need to get all of my feelings out. It was basically, like, when someone reads this about my life, how do yeah. I want them to, in- how do I want them to see That's it? That's probably why I'm a writer now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, but, it, it but makes look at sense. that. You were, like, prepping yourself early. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so that night, Sophia's in bed. This is actually, this whole setup is, uh, it's, again, in a, in a shitty episode iconic moments so you can that just tells how strong the writing is but Sophia's in her bed the bed is massive and she's this tiny little thing in this little bed and uh, and then Dorothy comes in but Sophia's petting the moose head which she thinks yes. is Dorothy which is <laughs> yes. very funny yeah uh, and basically so all the girls are coming to as they do mm-hmm. coming to Sophia for advice because right whatever is a siren coming for us um, and it's very loud on the yeah. podcast. It's the Golden uh, Girls Police. They're like, how dare you say an episode wasn't good? How dare you, you I mean, we're just being honest. No, um, and, and, and then so all the girls are coming in, but the funniest bit is Rose, when after Dorothy and Blanche have both come into the room and Sophia's like, no, go away, go away, you're dumb. Because she's an old woman and she needs her sleep. Yeah, but do old people sleep a lot? I don't think so. I mean, none of old people I know. I don't know. My I mom never, never sleeps. But would you consider your mom an old lady? Mm-hmm. Really? She's the age of these women. Um, uh, anyway, and you're not old, mom. Um, <laughs> but uh, she, and then Rose comes to the door, and she's like, Sophie, like, she's the only one that knocked. Everyone yeah, else just sort of came in. Yeah. Um, well, so they had those flowing nightgowns. They were, you know, they, amazing. they were they're blazing. They really were. Uh, and then Rose knocks on the door, and then Sophia says, no, uh, I'm not here. Leave a message after the beep. Beep. <laughs> and, and then Rose goes, 
Hi, it's me, Rose. It's... <laughs> it's a really funny, funny it's moment. It's a very, very funny moment. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Rose comes in, and everything is very quickly cleared up, yeah. which could have happened in the last scene, which, again, well, we didn't even they, need this. How episode. they clear it up is really good, because, so, so Rose, initially, like, the girls are begging for forgiveness, begging, and they feel really bad, and it's very genuine. And Rose is like, no, I'll never forgive you. I'm unyielding. Big word for Rose. Mm-hmm. I'm unyielding on this. And she storms out of the room. And first, Blanche turns around and is in deep thought. And they're all silent for a moment. And then Rose comes back in and says, I got into the hallway and already missed you guys. Yeah, which is... is <laughs> very so, Rose. It's very Rose. It's very incredibly sweet. But at the same time, like, there's a bigger issue here that they're... That they're she's kind of glossing over. Like, she kind of lets them get away with it. Which again, she we're always like, lets them get away with it because she I always guess. is like, you know, for the better of the situation, she's I taking the big road. But anyway, like, so that that's just resolved. Sophia that's then, just it. Sophia then gets angry and it was like, okay, get the hell out of here, and she throws one of the bags by Ronald Rocco's bags by yeah. the bed, and uh, thousands of dollars comes out. Yeah, thousands and thousands of dollars. Yeah. Um, the women dump the money onto the bed. I would just knowing how much they get excited over large sums of money, like grab that dough. I wanted, they they poured a bag of money out onto the bed and not one person took an opportunity to roll around in it. I mean. And just knowing, like Dorothy with her gambling problem, I was just like, one of the women should But they're have. also like good women. They're not going to steal someone else's money. No, even though it is stolen. Just rolling around in it. Yeah. I mean, it is kind of Why would you want to roll around in money you can't keep? I don't, I don't know. Cause would still, you want to roll around in money you can't keep? I wouldn't. I don't, it may be, just to see what it feels like. I learned, another off topic, I'm doing a story on strip clubs in small areas. There's one strip club in, in Illinois that I went to. And the strippers, male strippers can pick up dollars with their dicks. How? I know, right? Basically, you know how the... <gasps> Suction! It's sort of. It's, they take, so the, the dollar is laid flat on the surface of the bar or whatever place that they're standing. And then the, the stripper then sort of lowers down quad mu- or the calf muscles. you got to have yeah. strong calf muscles and squatting you're muscles. You're saying calf muscles, but I know, you're pointing, I'm pointing at your my quads, thigh. Squat, yeah. They have to have a good squat. And so the stripper then squats, approaches the dollar with the tip of his dick, mm-hmm. and then lays, and basically like lays the dick flat down where it's dick and ball situation. Mm-hmm. That the dick and balls is laying flush with the dollar. And then because of moisture, suction, and a little bit of gravity... Then, as soon as that man is able to lift just a little bit off the ground, the dollar comes with it, but then gravity comes in, and the dick then falls flush with the balls, thus creating a nice little holding place for that dollar. Here's the thing I would worry about, (laughs) as long as, like, the tip of your dick isn't getting near the dollar bill, because... Infection. Almost every dollar bill has like traces of either cocaine or fecal matter on it. So. Yeah, true. But if you're a stripper, I'm sure you're used to encountering things that you probably wouldn't want near your body. Maybe. Wow, that's really impressive. I can sort of see how the mechanics of that would work. Yeah, someone picked up a dollar bill with their butt, but it, the dollar bill you had to you had to manipulate the dollar and right. fold it so that it could easily sure. increase. But whatever. But if not, but I mean, I told them that clearly these men don't have the size of butts that I have because I feel like I would probably be able to pick up a dollar without it being folded because my butt is so big. Well, I think that you've just challenged yourself to try something and Someday. then report back. Someday. Yeah. <laughs> Someday, guys. Um. So. The, so they, so they, they. She calls Rocco. Well, first, like, oh, no. she's like, well, first, she's like, no, there's no way that Rocco 
would have robbed a bank. She basically explained, they're like, where did this come from? And she's like, oh, well, you know, we pulled up to a bank and uh, Rocco <laughs> went in and I sat in the car and then, you know, he came back out in a, in a, in a rush and, uh, and then we, we drove away. She's like, but he didn't rob a bank. And then the phone rings because, of course, 3 it's 3 a.m. Rocco's yeah. just calling to check in. And the conversation is literally, hello? Oh, hi, Rocco. Yeah, we found uh, thousands of dollars in your bag. Yeah, that clears it up. Okay, bye. And she hangs up the phone and goes, yeah, he robbed the bank. Who else is hungry? At break. And then, like, yeah, and then they leave. Yeah. Like, what? What just happened? Yeah. So then we come back and we we see them at the kitchen We're table. In the kitchen, yeah. And uh, they're, they're all talking about, or they follow Sophia in. They're like, Ma, you have to call the cops. We have to report this. Mm-hmm. And Dorothy, of course, is insistent. Yeah. Oh, of course. And, and she's then, like. And then she's like, no, I won't. And they ask why. And she's like. Because he did it out of love, mm-hmm. and it's you know whatever she's 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 she says then that she'll consider it in the morning. She right. leaves and says she'll consider it in the morning. Right, but I don't understand. Then she's she's just like he did it for love, but why? Because he loves her. But and he wants to be able to take care of her and I guess, go away with her. But and, did, but was that ever mentioned? No, in that it wasn't. Kitchen scene? No. So she's just like he did it for love. But right now, well, no, she does go into that he loves her and he, sure. a little bit, not as much. But but right now she does set that up. But right now he's basically asking her to stash his dirty money. Of course, because he loves her. I don't know. So yeah. Sophia leaves, and then the girls get into. At how how attractive it is that someone would do that for them. Right, and they sort of get... And it's funny because Rose doesn't have a full story here, but she does say the most romantic thing a man ever did was to get a bunch of sheep to lie down in a field and spell out her name. That's huge. That's a lot of sheep. Do you realize how hard that would be? And was it the full name? Because Nyland. I mean, even if it says Rose, yeah. like, they have to be able to lie out where it's big enough yeah. to spell it where you can make out the letters because sheep are big. So, I mean, we're talking easily, easily a dozen sheep, probably two, to get them to all lie down. Yeah. I mean, and to it's do it... It's at least four sheep for the R. Oh, at least four sheep for the R. At least. It's probably closer to five or six sheep for the R. Yeah, and depending upon how big. I mean, is it like, see the name from the sky or right. from the tree? Right, exactly. Or is Where like, is she looking at? Is it lit? Yeah. You know, has he has he trained these sheep to just lie down? Yeah. I mean, that's that's huge. It's that's huge. huge. Um and then Blanche tells her story of the romant- most romantic thing uh, George ever did, where when she was recalling this story, yeah. I felt like it was a really sweet moment because she was remembering him and sort of starting to like even tear up a little bit. Yeah. It was like a really great acting moment it was for very sweet. And it was a very genuine moment. Yeah. And then, of course, Rose has a follow-up because there's a thing about a basket, and then she gets out of the car and she sees another basket. Yeah, and... where George is basically trying to recreate a date from the year before where their car broke down and they like, you know, did it in the car and then the yeah. next year it broke down again, but this time he had like wine and candles. And, yeah. Um and and uh and Rose says something like, Oh, it's too bad you wouldn't have seen that the first on the first day, because then you could have had two picnics. Yeah, and she was like, yeah. Oh Rose. But yeah. the greatest one Oh god, I can't. This is probably one of my I laughed so hard at this bit because it's, it's so, so funny. So Dorothy good. sets up that the time that Stan proposed to her, and they're at a beautiful restaurant, and you know he it's very expensive, and everything's really beautiful. Mm-hmm. And she goes to the powder room, and she comes back, and there's Don Perignon, and there's like a whole thing happening, and she 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 takes the glass and she downs it in one big gulp, and then it doesn't go down well, and then Stan then tells her that. The engagement ring is in the glass, and she just she just drank the engagement ring. She got pregnant before they got engaged. Yes, so she shouldn't be. She drinking. shouldn't have been. But drinking. it was the 1950s, so we've all seen Mad Men. 
Um, women were drinking and smoking when they were pregnant, which explains, you know, the Reagan administration. There uh, is the greatest <laughs> moment here. So she she talks about how she she drinks it. He explains it in the champagne. And then she goes, it turned up three days later, and the women all laugh. And then Rose says, where'd it turn up? <laughs> and Dorothy, that's giving a beat, goes, on the home shopping network, Rose. <laughs> um, here's what... So funny. Here's where my mind goes, right? To poop. Right. To, to Dor- be Arthur Poop. Right. Dorothy knows she swallowed an engagement ring and she has to wait for it to pass. Is she like pooping into the toilet and fishing? Like, how not, is she no, finding that ring? No, we don't need to go ring? into this. I mean, I think we all know how she found this ring. Well, we know how she found it, but like, I would be worried. I'm worried that it showed up three days later. Like, like food processes within a 12 hour period. Yeah. So. Maybe she was a little, maybe she was nervous and yeah. her body was kind of maybe making her constipated. I think we're done with this. And that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the way that the scene ends is great yeah. because um, Blanche is basically like, you know, the moral of this story and what Rocco's doing for Sophia is, you know, you're never too old for romance. Which is cute. So don't give up, girls. Yeah. She like clutches their hands and yeah. says, so oh, don't no, no. give up, girls. She sets it up in a really away. funny way where she's like, it just show, goes to show you that your, your hair can turn gray, you can get wrinkles, but you're never too old for romance. And there's a nice pause while they're all like, you're right, that's really beautiful. And then she gets up and she's like, so don't give up, girls. So good. And this is where I feel like the episode came from, where these yeah. stories, and they just kind of built it out of it. Yeah. Then, so that's the scene, and then we're then, in the backyard. Yes, but it's like the next night. We've skipped 24 yeah. hours. That's what was really weird. So weird. Is that the women were up very late at night at the kitchen table. Then we go to out on the lanai, yeah. where, Sophia, where Sophia is just lying out on like a barca lounger mm-hmm. just hanging out yeah. in the middle of the night. So just hanging out late at night. Just yeah. hanging out late at night. Rocco comes over the wall, uh, the two-foot wall. He scales it and then realizes there's a gate later, which is funny. And Sophia has a great line where she just goes, you kissed this pleasure palace goodbye when you stole that money. <laughs> and it's funny. It's a, I love that she call, she said pleasure palace. Yeah, which I I'm going to start refer- referring to myself as that. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Um, and then ba- Rocco basically explains that like he just wanted her to think he was tough and that was his life savings and he didn't actually rob a bank, which makes me wonder. And he was right. He drove a Harley Davidson over. He has a funny line when he shows up. He says... I drove a Harley Davidson over, and Sophia says, I didn't know you could drive a motorcycle. And he's like, I can. I pushed it here from the dealership. Which, again, like, a long... I'm like, every, but I just don't believe him. I'm like, I feel like everything well, you say is a lie. Well, he, he admitted it is. It's, it's just weird. Like, did, I don't know. I have to wonder if Sophia had, like, expressed to him at some point that she really wanted a bad boy. Like, what made him think that that's what she wanted? I think he's just confused, and he probably didn't know how to court an older woman. I guess, but... So, basically, he's just like, yeah, it was my life savings. I didn't rob a bank. And she's like, oh, Rocco, you always treat me like a queen. And, like, that's... That's, that's it. That's it. And then he notices the gate, and he's like, oh, you have a gate? Why did I kill myself climbing over this? Right. <laughs> and then we're back... In the so, kitchen. Wait, but wait, so we don't know, like, we leave that scene. There's no closure on that scene. Well, it's, they never, like, you never see Dorothy learning that, yeah. you know what I mean? If it's the next we day. We don't see, we don't, well, we don't know. We don't know if then Sophia left, I mean, I think maybe this is what we can assume. Sophia, at that moment, when we cut from them, mm-hmm. left with Rocco to go on a ride on this bike or something. Like, we don't know. 
So we go into the next scene, and um, it's the girls at the kitchen table the next night. And they're playing. It's funny. They. I think, I I think that's IMDb what we can page. assume. I think that's what we can assume is that, like, We've it's now the same like night. Two, it's probably, no, it's, it's the, the same, same night, night, and then is, Sophia and Rocco yeah. just left together that okay. night. So the um, so they're playing a board game. It looks like a trivia board game, but it's like a mishmash of other games. So I guess yeah. I was reading on IMDb. It's a modified, it's a sorry board from the game Sorry with the chance and community chess cards from Monopoly. That's weird. And it's a trivia game that they're playing, yeah. which is funny. Um, Rose gets an incredibly tough trivia question wrong, whatever, which is funny. No, right. She gets it right. I'm sorry. She gets it right. Yeah. Uh, and then the phone rings and it's Sophia who wants to spend the night at Rocco's. Again, there's no... We There's have no, no setup for it. We don't know where Sophia is. Well, we also have no idea if Dorothy now knows the truth about Rocco. We can assume she doesn't. So all of a sudden, we're back to the very beginning where Dorothy's like, you know, going, oh, you're going to spend the night at Rocco's as long as you're under my roof. You're going to live by my rules. And I'm like, wait, wait, what about this whole... Th- like, you think that he robbed a bank and, and your mother was supposed to go to the police the next day. Where has that gone? We don't know. There's you know, no it's resolution. It's gone. And... and so she says that to Dorothy, or mm-hmm. she says that to Sophia. She yells at Sophia, and then Sophia hangs up on her, and she hangs up. Oh, she goes, she de- she definitely tells her to fuck off, because she yeah. goes, oh, you want me to go what myself? And I was like, I love that she yeah. she just said, go fuck yourself. I mean, I could, it's, that's a great, great thing to think about Sophia mm. doing. Uh, and then Dorothy hangs up the phone, and she kind of stands there for a moment, and then Blanche says... The most unnatural thing, There's they all call her Sophia, but she goes... Is your mother all right, Dorothy? Yeah. And I'm like, no, that's what you say to a woman when you don't know the mother's name and you're not very close to her, but it's just a setup for a joke. Yeah. And then Dorothy then says, oh, she does something wrong and all of a sudden she's my mother. And she just storms Storms out of the kitchen. And that's the episode. Yeah. It makes no sense. It makes It's so random. No I mean, sense. unless it's just a complete play on on, you know, us switching roles with our parents in uh, older years or something. I don't but, fucking know. But I I just think it's the the episode didn't know what it wanted to be. It was like yeah. it it just it, it was a weird sometimes you can take two weird things that don't seem like that they would get along. But and it works together, but but in this one there is you had a very quick resolution of a B story, and then mm-hmm. your A story, you don't really even resolve it. There's no... I mean, it yeah. had fun moments, but... That said, I am grateful for the episode because it did give us two awesome moments of Dorothy t- swallowing her engagement ring, and uh, and and so and then Rose at the door leaving a voice message. Yeah. I mean, those are two awesome moments those that are, I love. Those are two great yeah. moments. Those, those are, are two moments. great moments. And the strip poker moment, too. Yeah, and the, the title, too, um, comes from Arsenic and Old Lace, which I, I knew as a movie um, with Cary Grant that mm-hmm. was a very, very fun movie, but I didn't realize also it, uh, it opened at the Fulton Theater on oh. January 10th, 1941, and ran for 1,444 performances on Broadway. <laughs> Uh, just a little little fact that I learned. Nice um, to know. But nice yeah, know. it was a it was a great movie. Yeah, not not the best episode. Uh, my golden takeaway mm-hmm. from this episode is that I might not have one. Um, is that uh, well, no, is that I recently purchased a squatty potty. Um, a squatty potty is where you it's a it's a stool that you then put at the feet of your toilet so that then when you are taking a a poo. You put your feet or a stool up, or a stool, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, I get that connection now. Uh, and and you put your feet up on this stool, 
and you um, you produce your stools in a cleaner, faster, smoother, more sort of like biologically friendly way. Like like it's it, supposed to be the shit, like it, it the, the shape that your body makes when you yes. have your feet on the stool. Do not more. do not watch the the video that the squatty potty people put out promoting this because it is unnerving and it involves a storybook prince and a unicorn shitting frozen yogurt rainbow unicorn frozen yogurt shit and you see it come out of its butt and then children are eating that oh that's weird it's very strange so google it but don't google it you know what i'm saying anyway why this is my golden takeaway is that dorothy swallowed her engagement ring and it took three days and what i think then maybe is she probably suffered from the traditional sort of form that the toilet makes your body be in Mm -hmm. which then restricted sort of nice flow of poo yeah and she could have benefited and maybe had that ring come out quicker if she had owned a A squatty squatty potty potty. yeah that's a really good takeaway thank you it's a good takeaway i'm gonna say my golden takeaway is uh if you're an adult don't read somebody else's diary or journal i feel like when you're a kid it's the type of behavior that kids can kind of get into and is forgivable but as a grown-up as a grown human unless they publish them which uh, they will yes. with mine someday. Of course, of course. Yes. But if, if, if that diary is not there for you to read yeah. via permission, yeah. don't don't read somebody else's diary. Don't do it. It's, it's just, just dumb. You should feel very ashamed of yourself if you do. It's just dumb. Well, guys, that's been the episode. Thanks so much for listening. Again, you can go to outonthelanai.com for all kinds of GG fun. And you can also go to our new Twitter page, which is Golden Girls Pod. And, of course, our Facebook page, facebook.com slash goldengirlspod. Podcast and our last week's guest, Jim Colucci. You should definitely order his book because it comes out like today or something. It's Tuesday, right? So, yeah, it would come out. Um, it's called Golden Girls Forever and it's by Jim Colucci. And you can go to a page on our website that where we posted last week's episode where you can purchase the book. Uh, and it's just such a great definitive guide. Every single Golden Girls fan needs to own yeah, this it, book. It has, I mean, it really is everything that you can think of that you would want as a Golden Girls fan. He breaks down different episodes and has interviews with, you know, authors and cast members and, and people who worked on the show. He has amazing photos that he went great lengths to, uh, to get really to. Great. And, uh, and just so many amazing, amazing stories and, and it's, Magical. Yeah. So you guys should you guys should have it. And we are a headgum podcast, so go to headgum to see all the kind of great podcasts that are there. And also we are hosted on Spreaker. Spreaker. So if you're ever wanting to start a podcast of your own, preferably not about the Golden Girls, um, <laughs> you can go to Spreaker.com to start that podcast. Yes. And uh, I am CarrieDoherty.com or at SqueedEatSquid on Twitter and Squidzy on Instagram. And I'm H. Allen Scott. On everything. Guys, stay golden. And thanks for listening today. I've missed you guys. Stay golden. That was a headgum podcast.